This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. guys this is tailgate talks you're listening to the tailgate portion of our show um if you're into Texas tech sports at all make sure you go click on the other episode had a lot to talk about with the new club red and uh and the texas tech football hire as well as plenty to touch base with on texas tech basketball but again this is the tailgate where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world right now we're going to be talking a little bit of nfl action we also have a little bit of nba to discuss as well as our shot back segment, which we all love and, and have a ton of fun with. As you can see, if you're watching the live recording, Dustin is taking his shot right now. I'm pretty sure that's Fireball. I'm pretty sure he, he, that's, his, that's always his uh, at-home shot of choice. But uh, before we jump into the episode, uh, make sure you do follow us on Spotify or iTunes. Uh, if it is on uh, mm-hmm. iTunes, give us the five-star rating. Drop a good review below for us. always helps us in the long run. Uh, as far as uh, social media accounts, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you do swing by the YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button as well as hitting the bell notification to be notified anytime we post a new video. As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at Dustin Wimmer 22 Brooks, find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And of course, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions that you want to hear us discuss on the show, or if you just need to reach out to us for any reason, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com is our email. That uh, kind of wraps up the intro. Let's go ahead and jump right into this episode. Got a lot, a little bit to talk about with the NFL news. Are you ready for the football? All right, Dustin, take it away, man. With the, all right, with, all right. With that cinnamon breath. Oh, yeah. That one was very cold. I don't know what happened at the last party we were at, but we didn't. I guess couldn't find the screw top to the fireball, so we ended up having a like tequila cork top that fit in there. Right. It worked, but okay. I don't remember that. Respect, <laughs> respect the game. Um, all right, so let's recap week nine in the NFL. Obviously, Tom Brady and the Bucks were off, so that means we are still on his week one comeback of time it takes Tom Brady to come back on your NFL team. Week nine recap. All right, so we still have a minute and 24 seconds, so everybody will get their minute 24 to talk about whatever they want from week nine, um, uninterrupted, no discussion, all that good stuff. Um, I think I went, I went right. first last week. You did? You know what? We'll give it to you another one, Arlie. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> No, no, mine is not a really big one, but but it but it's worthy of talking about because I, I don't think I, I've I would have ever foreseen this happening at the start of the season. All right, uh, I, I'm gonna go ahead and go. Uh, all right, going in three, two, one. All right, so what I'm gonna talk about, I I don't think anybody would have foreseen at the end of last season and especially going into this season, right? And that is that Bills and Jaguars game 
where it was a total of five field goals. Total. Total offense, five field goals. At the end of last season, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills were one of the hottest teams in the NFL going into this season. And for the first couple of weeks, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. Amazing offense, and I cannot believe that the total offense for this was five field goals. I, I, I don't understand it, and, and I I don't think anybody could have ever predicted the Jacksonville Jaguars shutting down the Buffalo Bills to the point of two field goals and getting a win. I I, I, I wish I could say more about this. I, I still have lost all faith in my bet on the Jags, but I don't know how 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 the Bills get shut out this hard. They were four, five and two going into this game, and they could only put up two field goals. It, it, it blew my mind. Anyways, that's gonna wrap up my time. I, I, my my little segment here is done. I just had to kind of put a little light on that. Yeah, yeah, very shocking game, especially with the Jags winning that game right nine to six no (laughs) sense especially from the bill anyways all right that was my little touch base okay give me one of those games where it's like why did you win that game jacksonville you could have had the second pick instead of the fifth pick yeah this year right (laughs) could save arlie a shot though it's gonna gonna save you one shot it's gonna save you one shot at least one all Uh, right give brooks a new new clock so he can get started on his we got this. Minute and 24 of time it takes Tom Brady to come back on your NFL team. All right, Brooks, you ready? I am ready. All right, going in three, two, one, go. We've talked about a curse on this podcast before in this segment, but I'm going to talk about another curse that exists in the NFL this season, and that is the Manning brother curse. <laughs> not yes. familiar with this. If you're not familiar with this, the Manning cast on ESPN2 during Monday Night Football games, they have guests on, and this is how it goes. On week one, they had Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs lost week two. Also on week one, they had Russ, Russell Wilson. Week two, he lost. We go to week two now where they had Gronk on the, uh, on the Manning cast. Well, they lost in week three. On week three, we had Matthew Stafford on the Manning cast, who went on to lose in week four. They took some time off after that, came back, and had Tom Brady on week seven, who went on to lose in week eight. And then last week, they had Josh Allen, who went on to lose to Josh Allen and the Jacksonville Jaguars that Harley just discussed uh, in a horrific game for the Buffalo Bills. So the Manning curse lives in as much bigger than the curse that lives on this uh podcast but had to be mentioned and we'll see if it continues i don't know what week they go on next but we'll see what guests they are able to get on for that so that's all i wanted to talk about that was good that was good Uh, i've heard that on a couple other shows this week and it's pretty hilarious how it's linking up that way (laughs) yeah it's like you're on their show you lose the following week so if i was a quarterback or somebody in the NFL, I would not want to go on their show. No. Especially if you're any kind of superstitious, you know that they're like dodging that like the plague now. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's funny. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and reset the clock. Brooks did it in, in, in a minute 20. I think uh, I think Dustin's going to come, come up next on this one. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, all right. Starting it in three, two, one, go. Going to piggyback off Harley. It was underdog week for week nine in the NFL. 
Arlie mentioned Jacksonville taking down the Bills. He forgot to mention Josh Allen did everything to other Josh Allen. We had Josh Allen sacking Josh Allen. We had Josh Allen intercepting Josh Allen. We had a fumble recovery by Josh Allen that Josh Allen fumbled. It was an amazing Josh Allen show at the Jacksonville Bills game. But Cleveland dominating the Bengals. Maybe they're not so for real. Denver dominating Dallas. Um, the Falcons taking down the Saints. Um, Tennessee without Derrick Henry handling the Rams. Um, it was one of those that bunch of favorites lost, bunch of teams that were at the top of their divisions and conferences took a L. Um, some surprises, like we said, with Jacksonville, Atlanta, Denver. Uh, we thought Cleveland might be dead, but getting rid of Odell might have been their saving grace in their locker room, getting rid of the plague kind of situation. But it's also a good wake-up call halfway through the year for a lot of these teams that maybe thought they were going to start cruising through some things and uh, not so much. So strap tight. We still got another eight weeks left or so. 10 seconds uh, for teams to figure it out. So don't freak out, but also get your head back on straight. And done. <laughs> uh, that, I, I, I wish I would have considered the Josh Allen on Josh Allen on Josh Allen. Oh, that was amazing. On Josh yeah, Allen yeah. take and Josh and Allen I, interception, Josh Allen fumble recovery, Josh <laughs> Allen sack. First uh, time any of that's ever happened. I don't think that, yeah. Being the other Josh Allen. Um, like man. last week we had the Cooper to Cooper, and this week we have the Josh Allen non Josh Allen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that does wrap up that segment, though. Always oh, week fun. Nine, good stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Tom Brady comeback recap. So let's move on to week 10. We're halfway through the season. We're going to do some uh, mid-season awards later on after the news. Week 10, we got a couple decent games. Falcons coming off a big win against the Saints. Um, they're looking decent. Cowboys coming off a huge upset loss, getting Dak back. The Broncos, who just sold off their best player in Von Miller, handled the Cowboys. Brooks, do you see the Cowboys bouncing back this week? If they are the kind of team that y'all want them to be in a Super Bowl contending team, they need to bounce back this week. That was a pretty poor offensive performance from them and a team that you don't really expect many of those performances with this offense, especially all the weapons that they have and Dak playing the way that he's been this season. So definitely was one of the games this weekend that you looked at the score and like, wow. You know, and, and at the end of the, the final score wasn't even as close as, a, you know, or made it look closer than the game actually was. So hopefully for them, they can bounce back offensively. But the Falcons, while we make fun of them, they compete in just about every game they play in. So they'll probably find a way to keep this one close. Their offense seems to uh, find opportune times to go down and score despite not having their best receiver. They made great use of Cordell Patterson this year and uh, continue to have Matt Ryan just be – a decent quarterback who can win you games. So I think this one will be maybe closer than the spread is, but um, the Cowboys really need to get back on track. If they want to have a high seed in the playoffs, this is one that you have to have. You can't have a back-to-back -back losses with Broncos and Falcons. Really? You think Cowboys bounce back this week? I, I, I actually don't know. Um, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not going to obviously just, straight up jump off that that bandwagon just yet i do still think that they're one of the best teams in the nfl right now top to bottom talent wise 
but I, I, I will piggyback off of that uh, last statement, which was they need to win this game. And the Falcons are, I think, just good enough to keep this close or maybe pull off an upset again. Like, But it's hard to believe that, that Dallas would go two upsets back-to-back. Uh, I don't see that happening either. So you got to think that Dallas is going to pull this off in a close manner. But nine-point favorite to eight-point favorite, little on the high side, even though it's at home for them. Um, but you, you, you do think that you got to think that Dallas, if they're, if they are, if they are going to be a legit contender, they, they're going to pull this off. Yeah. I can see the Cowboys number one offense showing back up this week. Um, especially with back-to-back home games. I see that as an advantage. Another week of Dak practicing and playing. Maybe he had some rust going on. I don't know, but like Brooks said, the Falcons have hung around in a lot of games. So, I don't expect it to be easy, but I do expect Cowboys to show up and handle this one. Moving along to the team the Falcons beat, Saints versus Titans. Titans looked really good last week without Derrick Henry. Um, Brooks, you think Titans can keep that that rolling with Tannehill? I do. Do we know who's starting quarterback for the Saints this week? Is it Trevor Simeon again? or is We don't know. What's his face back? Taysom Hill. We don't know. Um, and with Sean Payton and the Taysom Hill thing, you'll never know. Yeah, I will never know. Um, <laughs> I I think the Titans are good. I think the Titans are a damn good football team. They've beaten some pretty impressive teams, the Chiefs, the Bills, and then, of course, the Rams last week, and they dominated the Rams. Um, I mean, can they continue this? The Saints have really good defense. Um, maybe the Rams just got caught off guard by how they were going to play, and now – Teams kind of have the script on what they're going to do without Derrick Henry. But, I mean, they're just a good team. Tannehill Hill does what he needs to do offensively. They have the weapons still. Adrian Peterson out there at 36 getting you a touchdown. And their defense has been playing very well. They've been creating a lot of sacks. I think they have like 20-some sacks this year, which is way more than they had last year. So they're off to a really good start. They're competing in every single game they're beating the teams that are supposed to be the best in the nfl time and time again so i think this is a team that we can't really sleep on anymore that's one of the best in the afc yeah Arlie, what do you think man i don't think the titans deserve to come off the shelf just yet um only <laughs> i just can't uh, because like they're winning games that they're supposed to lose and so then since they should win this game now. I have a feeling that this is one that they lose. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Like, like, I they they've been kind of unpredictable, and and the Saints are playing a little bit better, kind of mid season now. Uh, they're kind of starting to figure out what they need to be doing a little bit. Uh, with that Tampa Bay win, beating Seattle the week before. Uh, there could be no Kamara in this game. Right. That's yeah. Be big. I, I was gonna argue that with you. I mean, not really argue, but. I feel like the Saints up. are – I don't know what they are yet. Yeah. And they're figuring a lot out because Jameis is out. We don't know what Taysom is. Kamara might be out. They're they're a whole new team going into the second half of the season. I just it, – it's hard to say it, – it, when do, when will we know if, if, if Simeon's starting or is it going to be Tannehill all the way? I have no idea when to Cause, tell you that. Because neither one of them – the Saints are still relatively good defensive team. Like, they haven't really lost yeah. anybody yeah. there. They have – they, they, they lost Drew Brees, and their quarterback situation is a little little washy, but they're still a good defensive team. So with that in mind, 
I don't think the quarterback situation in Tennessee is strong enough to carry. Not yet. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of faith in it just yet. I want to see a little bit more out of it without uh, without Derrick Henry in the lineup to see if they really can or if last week was just a one-off. Like, does that make – like? I don't yeah. know. I think the Titans handle those games because they're a better overall team, even without Derrick Henry. They have less yeah. less moving parts than the Titans do right now, and they were already a better built team. Mm-hmm. So I see the Titans handling this game pretty well. Um, moving on to our Chiefs that are still broken. They got another sluggish win over the Jordan Love crappy game. Packers last week, but good for them. But I don't know. This is a huge division game against the Raiders. Um, Arley, are the Chiefs still broken? Can they beat the Raiders? What do you see with this game? Again, man, I, I want to pour some faith in, in into the Chiefs, but <laughs> you, it, it's it's a little disheartening what what, what the state that they're in. Uh, yeah. Very similar teams. I mean. Uh, Raiders are still kind of a threat every game they play in right now, and it's kind of odd to say that, but they have been. Uh, losing losing to the Giants really doesn't really help their case too much. But uh, if the Chiefs are gonna if they're gonna make a run and they're gonna try and win their division, I mean it has to start this week, and unfortunately they got to do it in Las Vegas. Bless you. God bless you. Wow, that one hurt. Yeah, it looked like that's it. an allergic to this oh, Chiefs man. offense lately. I think I'm starting to get allergic to the Chiefs crappy football. <laughs> Was that stage? Playing. Brooks, are you allergic? Or are you okay over there? What do you think? I think I'm getting allergies from them too. Uh, the thing you could count on with the Chiefs was, you know, they had a bad defense, but their offense was going to keep you in games. And all of a sudden now they can only score 13 points. Yeah, It's very bizarre. They can't move the ball. They turn the ball over. Uh, Travis Kelsey can't get open. And like he, he used to be the most sure thing like in football is you were going to get a hundred yards from Travis Kelsey. And then whatever you could with Tyree Kill. But for some reason, this offense just can't move the ball like it used to. And, you know, sure, their defense has kept them in the games. They shut down Jordan Love, helped them get the win. They kept the Giants to 17 points to get that win. But um, the Raiders, a little more explosive on the offensive side. Derek Carr, Darren Waller, uh, good running game. So it's tough to say because I don't know what – when the Chiefs offense is going to show back up or if it is, it, it, it's hard to predict when it's going to show back up. It, um, but yeah, it's just bizarre watching this team this year struggle the way it has. Yeah, for sure. Fun fact, the entire AFC West has five wins. Like every team yeah. has five wins. <clears throat> a couple teams have a couple buys. So five and three and five and four dominate that division. And yeah, I don't know about the Chiefs. I also don't know about the Raiders. They've been through a lot yeah. this year. So and they've been very up and down with those up and downs off the field. So That's true. This game is just a up and down fest. Rams 49ers. Another disappointing win for the the Rams last week. We thought they were starting to get rolling. And then all of a sudden they get upset also by Tennessee. Um, 49ers also back on the injury list like usual. Um, Arlie, you see the Rams getting back on track this week? 
I think they will. I think I think uh, 49ers are just a little bit too much beat up. They're, they're, they're not looking what they were supposed to be this season. And uh, I, I watched a little bit of that game last week for the Rams. And um, while it's a little bit of a disappointment, I think it was more Tennessee playing good than Rams necessarily playing bad. But, like... You saw a lot more uh, of of kind of Sean McVay style offenses start to come out in that game, and I think that they'll start kind of trying to pursue that a little bit more on the offensive end uh, with this whole uh, kind of line shift right, roll out left, and get like a good chunk fifteen yard play. Like it's 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 more of his style of misdirection and stuff, and I think that they're, they they saw that start to work a little bit more, and I think that they're going to kind of uh, employ that a little bit more in this game. And I don't think they'll roll over the the 49ers. 49ers are still a very good professional team. But I do think that the Rams kind of start to regain their way, if you say. 7-2, and two, it's not like they're lost by any means, but just they, 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 they go back to kind of their, their championship favorite form. Yeah. Um, 49ers are also 0-4 at home this year, playing this one at home. Brooks, you didn't agree with Arley here? Yeah, I think the Rams should. The 49ers just, man, I, I don't know what it is about them. Everybody loves Kyle Shanahan, but yet for some reason he can't win. And their team's slowly getting back to healthy. And so you go up and you get blown out by Colt McCoy. Um, and we're supposed to have any confidence in this team. I, I feel like they're just kind of broken right now. And yeah, the Rams, while they – have seemed to struggle when they're playing the better competition. Like they've lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Titans. They beat up on the teams that they're better than. So I kind of expect them to go in, kind of correct it. Stafford had maybe his worst game with the Rams against the Titans. So I expect for him to bounce back, uh, get that offense going again. And uh, maybe we'll get our first Von Miller in a Rams uniform sighting yeah. this weekend Von as Miller. well. Von Miller should come back and start this week. 49ers, I think, are kind of broken, to be honest. So I think the Rams get really back on track and blow out the 49ers in this kind of game. All right, last game to cover, shot bet of the week. AFC, Browns versus Patriots. Browns with a big blowout win against the Bengals last week. Patriots are rolling right now. Um Brooks, what, what's your thoughts on this game? One and a half point spread for the Patriots in this close matchup. Man, this one's a tough one. Yeah. I think I, I really feel like the Browns are, they've shed the Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, cancer and they bounced back and they blew out the Bengals last week. The offense all of a sudden looks completely different when you don't have to worry about him. And Baker's got that off his mind. So I think that's real. That's something that's real. We've seen it last year. We've seen yeah. it this year. When Odell isn't around, they're just better. And their defense is kind of getting back to healthy again. Miles Garrett's just been a force this year. I, I think the Browns are the better team, but then the, the Patriots just figure out ways to beat you. They play really good defense. Um, they solid on offense. I, this is a tough one to pick for me. I, I don't really <laughs> – I don't know what way I lean just yet. All right. Well, hold your pick while you think. We'll let Arley talk about his thoughts on this game. 
the Odell curse, or, uh, I don't know if you want to call it curse or pressure, whatever. Uh, that's that's the I think going to be the key factor for this Browns team, and put them in the right direction, which we kind of predicted them to be at the start of the season. Uh, the main thing that I do want to notate about this game going in is Patriots are five and four, but at home they're one and four. All four losses of theirs oh. have been at home. So they're not going to be at some at-home advantage here. Uh, that's been their disadvantage, in all honesty. And so Cleveland Browns getting to shake off a little bit of the bad juju in the, in, the, in the locker room and them probably getting right back on track where they need to be, getting a convincing win over Cincinnati. I, I think they go in there and actually cover the spread. Not, not any kind of blowout because this is still Bill Belichick and he, he's going to coach defense first. But I do think that they go in there and take this win. All right. So you're putting your shot bet on the Browns right now? I would, yeah. All right. I'll go ahead and get mine in. I think the Browns, yes, they got rid of the Odell stink in the locker room. But their leader is also still Baker Mayfield, who's a volatile, hostile type person. He, He loves conflict type situational person. He's, that's a very up and down emotional roller coaster. Um, of course, they were going to win last week. Like that's just what he does in those kind of situations. I think now him and the whole team kind of come back down. You also have Chubb out on COVID. May come back. He, we don't know yet. Um, that didn't affect them last time he was out on injury. Um, but I think the Patriots can cover that one and a half and take this shot bet game. All right, Brooks, we gave you a couple picks, a couple minutes. We each went a different route. Arlie took the Browns. I took the Pats. We got one and a half point spread. What do you got? Yeah, I think what I tend to do on some of these shot bets is I way overreact to games (laughs) from the previous week. And I'm like, oh, the Browns destroyed the Bengals. So they would obviously win this one. Uh, But the Patriots, man, they just, they do everything right. Bill Belichick. Uh, well, you know, they won't have their best running back for this one. They'll have to make Baker Mayfield throw. And I feel like the Patriots will gain this one pretty well. And and could, that could hurt Baker. Yeah, I've liked what they've done the last few weeks. And so I, I think they're able to get a win at home against the Cleveland Browns. All right. So, so I'm going to go Patriots on this. Both one. shot bets this week. Dustin and Brooks are on the same page against Arley. We're still on the fade Arley train from the last two and a half months, basically. I see that. What guys. I'm really doing here in this game is I'm fading what I think. Cause I, Ooh, I actually fading his own stuff. <laughs> I'm Brooks fading myself. Brooks. Brooks fading Brooks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, we'll see. We, right. we picked exact opposites on this week. So if I go 0 for 2 this week, then the curse lives on. Yep. Little, we talked a lot Odell Beckham there with the Browns. He got cut by the Browns. No one picked him up on waivers, which is not surprising considering he had about a $7.5 million contract still left over. Most teams don't have the money to cover that or want to pay that if they do. So everybody let him go through waivers. He's now a free agent to sign where he wants. Um, the teams on his list right now that have also contacted him are Packers, Seahawks, Saints, Patriots, and Chiefs. Um, me personally, I think the Packers 
are the best destination for everybody involved in that situation for Odell, for the Packers, for Aaron Rodgers, um, all those involved. I think that's the best destination for him. Um, gets him the best quarterback he's ever had. Gets him a quarterback that will basically tell him what to do instead of him yelling for the ball. Um, I don't know if the Seahawks are actually going to try and get him. Chiefs kind of just threw their name in the hat, or he threw their name in there. <laughs> I don't know about that. The Saints don't feel like that's a good move to me for him Mm-mm. because they don't have a quarterback right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that would be go dumb up. if he wants to go to a winning team and then he picks yeah. the Saints. But it's like, okay, they're going to win, but, like, they're going to be, like, a 9-8 and eight type team, 10-7 and seven type team. Like, he, he, the quarterback the who can't get you the ball. <laughs> so, he, he what's he, y'all's – he needs to go to somewhere with a big name quarterback. He needs someone to feed him the ball. He need he, and his main goal for the rest of this season is to is to clear his name and make him a number one talent again or a number one uh, word of mouth. We'll say he's still a good receiver, but his, his his I guess word of mouth reputation as a receiver is not top five anymore like it used to be or like it might have been. I agree, totally agree, Brooks. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know what team he should go to. I feel like the Packers might be the best destination. But, I mean, all these teams have a star receiver on their team already. <laughs> uh, Which I think that's Saints. okay. I think that's better for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if he's he can get willing to shuck his ego, if he's willing yes. to leave his ego at the door and go in and just play with the offense, I think those options are good. Like, I think he would help the Chiefs out if he – Shucks his ego and, and adds the dimension to that offense that they don't really have right now. I think he would help the Seahawks. He would definitely help the Packers with two weapons like that. I uh, would create space for Devontae Adams. Um, so I think those options are good. It just all depends on what he's willing to do to make the team successful and not himself. And it's always been himself. Well, and, you, and you mentioned that. Team. And now that he's a free agent, what I heard at one point today is – He's not going out there looking for a uh, half-year deal. He's looking for a multi-year deal already. There's not a lot of teams that, one, know what their money is from COVID last year. Salary caps are such in a shithole right now with a lot of teams. And so he's kind of already trying to screw himself before this even gets going anywhere. He needs to he needs to check his, check ego. his ego, like yeah. you said, yep. and be like, all right, where can I go win? Also – no one's going to want to pay you that much anymore. Like Arlie yeah. said, you're not Odell from three years ago, four years ago, like you were the first three years with the, the Giants. <clears throat> like you're not that guy anymore. Like face it. And you need to go to a team where you have a Devontae Adams on the other side. You have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers that can get you the ball. and You're not going to be as covered. So he's, he's got to do like a prove it thing before yeah, somebody's going to shuck out money for him. <clears throat> Yeah, so that's really all the news going on. Um, so last little bit, we want to hit some midseason awards. We're halfway through the year, um, nine weeks in. Got a, quite a few more games left, but a lot has surfaced. A lot of teams have sunk. We're going to go through some midseason awards. Um, Surprise team, disappointing team, best coach, best rookie, and MVPs. 
you guys want to do this one by one or you just got to want to go like brooks give all his five of his well, let's, five I, th of I think his. we should all knock it out each kind of kind of back to back to back all right brooks you got all five of yours ready to rock and roll okay i thought okay. we'd go one by one so we could kind of explain one by one? Okay. what team and then we can you know go off that so okay because because what somebody picks for their surprise team might affect what I pick for my surprise team. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with surprise team, Brooks. Get it going. All right. My surprise team so far this year is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. I figured, I I figured that would probably be Arizona. We have that one. Yeah. unanimous. That's unanimous. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, I mean, I expected them to be competitive, a tough division. But never saw them being eight and one. Never saw them dominating a game with Colt McCoy. Never saw them, you know, just doing what they're doing this season so far. Yeah. Uh, so you know, yeah, most surprising team I think yeah. by far in the NFL. Can I can I, can I do like an, an honorable mention of the of, of the Cowboys sure. there not being a five hundred team and actually putting out what they were supposed to do with their talent for once? Yeah. Like I, yeah. I, like a little bit yeah. of an honorable mention for that for me, just because they've had like one of the most star-studded rosters year in year out, and they still end up like right hovering right above five hundred every year. And so, for them to be you know high end in the division and high in the conference, I that that's a little bit of a surprise for me. Yeah, Arlie, while we're on you, let's go disappointing team. Oh, disappointing team! I I don't know I don't know to. Oh, you, this is you know another softball here. You go ahead and hit it. What? 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 For me, the the uh, I mean, the Jags. Can I say that? <laughs> no, we all knew that was they were going to be disappointing. No, uh, I think uh, one of my biggest disappointments, and it's no fault to their own. I, I really was kind of having a little bit more hopes on the 49ers. Yeah, uh, that that's one of my <laughs> biggest disappointments, uh, and it's again not their own fault. But going into the season, definitely, I was I, I was with them there, thinking that all right, this is going to be, you know, the toughest division in football, and kind of disappointed in that. Yeah, Brooks, who's your most disappointing team? I think I know what team you're going with, Dustin. So I'm going to go the other team I had on my list, the Miami Dolphins, uh, Ooh, yeah. a team that I had picked to be in the playoffs this year. Uh, they were. 10 win team last year just missed the playoffs felt like they were going to be able to build on that but it has not been the case instead they've only uh just gotten worse this season and now their whole future uh, with Tua is murky what are they going to do there uh, already people questioning Brian Flores their coach who last year seemed like he was a, <laughs> like a great hire so yeah. just a clusterfuck of a season for them yeah I had 49ers written down also but the softball answer for this one is obviously the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah. The darlings of the NFL last few years with Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and this amazing offense. And it is not an amazing offense anymore. They are <clears throat> Pat's throwing interceptions. The defense is super shit. So the Chiefs are not necessarily in shambles, but they're holding together with broken pieces. <laughs> yeah. I know you're going to go with them, so I figured I'd throw another team out on the yeah. chopping block. 
I think our best coach is going to be very similar to our surprising team. If no. I had to guess, no, no. All right. Because I, I because I think it's the players. I don't necessarily think it's all him. I'm going to go Mike okay. Rabel for my great. coach. Oh, that was okay. going to be mine. All right. I mean, because he's got I, great players too. Yeah. He's got great players too, <laughs> but he's having to figure out now what to do without his best player. They had a really bad defense last year. They've been able to improve their defense a lot this year. And I think he's doing a good job for a team that lost week one to the Arizona Cardinals by a lot. We thought it was going to be shit to be seven and two this season. I thought he's done a great job. And also, I just don't want to give that props to Cliff. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I have a little honorable mention. Uh, that was going to be my pick with Mike Rabel. Uh hmm. My, yeah, uh, but my honorable mention actually is going to be uh, I got to kind of give a little bit of a tip of the hat to Matt LaFleur. There, there's been a ton of distractions and every reason for like those that Packers team to fail. It's a star-studded yeah. team, yes, but he's kept his end of the bargain up. Okay, well, obviously I'll throw out Cliff's name because the Cardinals, we thought we we're going to be fourth in that division. They're obviously the best team in the whole NFC. Um now, being the NFL coach of the year does not always mean you're the best coach in the NFL. It means you are probably exceeding expectations um, at an early rate. I mean, not too long ago, I mean, he didn't win coach of the year, but um, Anthony Lennon's Chargers was really loved as a head coach like three years ago. 2018, Matt Nagy at the Bears. Yeah, I was going to say Jason Garrett in 2016 won. I mean, it's not an award that's like, oh, my God, this is the next guy. No, not necessarily. Like, it's a good – it's usually that coach that is exceeding expectations, a great mix of roster finally coming together. Um, you also have two teams in your division that are super injured and can't figure things out, and you're capitalizing on all that. So – but you can't can't knock him and not have him in the conversation at this point. Um, best rookie. Who's got a rookie? Arlie, you got a rookie? Uh, I, I, I really... Davis Mills. <laughs> no, I, I really have, I really didn't dive into the rookies too far on this one. I I, I didn't get too far into that one. I, I don't know too much That's of the rookie right. class, so uh, I'll, deal, I'll I'll pass right? on this one. I'll pass on. That's this all one. right, Brooks. What do you got? Go with Jamar Chase. Oh yeah, on the Bengals, uh, really has been impactful on that offense. Him and uh, Joe Burrow's connection from college is still clearly there, and you know from I just like receivers and those kind of positions, especially from fantasy perspective. And he's just been killing it, so I'm gonna give it to Jamar. He also Chase. sat out last year from LSU, so had a year off from playing yeah. football. So yeah, I had that written down, but I also have. Obviously, my newest favorite cowboy, Micah Parsons, oh. has I think exceeded expectations of what he was going to do. Yeah, especially yeah. moving to like a DN pass rush type player. He's just a baller on defense and has really helped elevate that defense and making plays. Um, so I think he's kind of exceeded some expectations on defense for the Cowboys and helped that linebacker situation. Obviously, they cut Jalen Smith because of him. <laughs> yeah. All right, and our last one, MVP for the halfway season. This is our MVP for the first half season, not who we think was going to win later. 
who's our MVP right now. All right. So Brooks, who's your MVP halfway through the first half of this season? Who's our first half MVP? Uh, I'm going with Lamar Jackson Me uh, too. and the Ravens Great because because that team is literally nothing without him. They lost all their running backs. They keep having dudes get injured every week. It seems like they have another guy who tears an ACL. They've had a lot of games where they're down double digits and they come back and win them. Exactly. And so, and it's all uh, Lamar Jackson doing it. And so for me, uh, it, it was close between him and Kyler, but Kyler got hurt. And then it seems like they don't even really need him. They still dominate right. with Colt McCoy. If Lamar Jackson goes out, Ravens ain't winning. <laughs> so that's why that's one of always mm-hmm. my criteria of MVP is what your team like without you. Um, but also he's just been awesome. So Lamar Jackson. Are they, do you have a different pick or you no, I'm, I'm, unanimous decision? I'm, I'm with that. Uh, I like that choice yeah. because uh, that's 100%. This team is <laughs> ride or die on his shoulders and most valuable player, hands down. Uh, I, 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 too, was along with the uh, with the Kyler Murray train. Uh, maybe kind of want to maybe throw a little bit out towards Aaron Rodgers this year. Uh, but yeah. if we're talking from like the true meaning of the word MVP, most valuable player, most impactful to their team. Uh, yeah, you, you have to give it to him. My second place would have been Derrick Henry. See, he was on pace for a oh, he outrageous was. number yeah. of rushing yards. It's going to really hurt. He, he de- could have won MVP by the end of the year with how many rushing yards and touchdowns he would have had. But right now it's definitely Lamar for all the reasons Brooks had, keeping, keeping the uh, Ravens going, man. They're, they're looking strong right now. All right, so now time for the fun stuff. Our underdog picks of the week to review last week. Arlie did not get a reward from the winner's wheel. He had to pick a regular game. He put Packers seven and a half. They did not win and only covered. Let me read that correctly. They did cover the spread, but I only losing by six. So you get to go back to the winner's wheel. Yep. Congratulations, Arlie. I had a regular pick from the loser's wheel, picked the Falcons over the Saints, called that one. Falcons out one outright. So I will get to go first on the winner's wheel this week. Brooks also got a regular pick from the loser's wheel, and he went with the Jets over the Colts. Probably a terrible decision to go with the Jets. And- uh, they would have they would have covered, but their quarterback got hurt, and then they still <laughs> the had the chance. Drive. On the first drive. <laughs> They scored, <laughs> and then, and then they there's a had lot a of game after that. They had a chance to cover down at the end of the at the end of the game too. They had, they had a very fascinating uh, way. They they could have backdoor covered that one. So it's not Brooks like I was a goes, terrible pick. Brooks is going to be the loner on the losers' wheel this week. Yeah, remember I'm picking this on a motherfucking Wednesday. I'm not predicting the fact that he's going to get hurt on the first drive. No one could have known that big time Mike Smith would have got hurt. He's back this week, though, just to let everybody Mike know. Mike White, get his name Mike right. Mike White, I, can't even, I don't even know his name. There you he go. is back this week. He got named starter. So if you want to pick the Jets again. <laughs> but hey, Josh Johnson, he went out there and hung 30 on the Colts. So. so, Arlie, give me a winner's wheel. I get to go first. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and pull this up. I honestly haven't even looked at this board yet. Yeah, I got, it. I got that pulled up, too. Uh, see it. Let's see. I got it's it difficult this week. It's a difficult board. Yeah, it is. But I'm ready. Give me a give me a wheel. I got I got the board in front of me. All right, all right. Let's go. Spinning. Three, Ten. two, one. 
Remember, give me a delay here. Let me see it. I don't even see a spin. Oh, there we go. Now we're spinning. Nice delay. Everybody's looking at home. Game, bye week. Stay bye week. Oh. Oh. the shot. So we've, we haven't had this one yet, Brooks. Tell me how this one works. Until a shot, you get to pick me or pick Harley. And then pick a shot, too. And then you have to pick a regular game. But you get a deal and add a shot to our shot bet total that we have to take. Currently, Arlie sits at 12 shots. I sit at two shots owed. Yeah, so he's gonna add. <laughs> he's gonna add me to thirteen. Like, I, let's no, be I feel like it's just too much. I'm, I'm gonna give it to Brooks. <laughs> I feel like, right. I, I, feel like I was just prime for that one. I don't know. Um, on the on the regular card, the uh, dog yeah, card. There were a couple games that stuck out to me that I liked. <clears throat> one in particular. It's not the top of the board. It is the Seattle Seahawks plus three and a half against the Packers. That's what I'm going with. Big Russ coming back. Big Russ. Okay. Once again. So this one's going to be my turn. So, Arlie, you are next. All right. Winner's wheel. Let's go. All right, what'd you get? Boring. Oh, regular pick. Boring. Regular pick again. Wow, that's back, <laughs> back to back. Back to winner's wills, and he just gets regular picks. <laughs> boring. Uh, Ouch. So you can pick any three and a half game except for the Seahawks and Packers game. Oh, let's see. Who's going to actually... <clears throat> That's, this is rough. Mm. Yeah, the board is not very. No, yeah, some big numbers, but also some bad mismatches. You you know no, damn it no, I, I can't I can't put faith in that. You were gonna go Lions, weren't you? No. No, 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 no. I, I Lions almost have been I, the darlings of the underdog picks, and it hasn't worked out. <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually going to send it on the Jets with the Bills, oh, how bad they were last week. But then I was like, no, 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 holding my breath. I'm going to wait. No, no. Uh, the only other one that I have any kind of maybe to is, is this Dolphins team maybe keeping it closer. But, like, that's the only other one that I can think of. The Falcons. Keeping that. Uh, it's just so. Like, there's so many of these that are a large gap that it makes it hard to pick. All like, right, it's, you're on the shot clock. 30 yeah, seconds. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and do Dolphins and, and uh, with Baltimore. Dolphins, seven and a half against the Ravens. Okay. All right, all right. Brooks, you ready? I am ready. Per my losers, Will. Let's give me something not terrible. <clears throat> please, please, 
give give Brooks even the delay to, so he can. Yeah, I haven't even himself. got to spin yet. So here we go. Now it's the spin. <laughs> I don't like Justin's looking at me. Oh, shot. Okay. <laughs> Brooks was given a shot by me from the wheel, and then wow. the wheel gave him a shot. And Brooks just so doubled I up two shots. Doubled up my shot bet. Wow, total went from this two week. to four shots. But he still gets a regular pick now. You get a regular pick, though. So let's see. Everybody gets a regular pick this week. A couple shots given out. <clears throat> So I think I'm going to go with the Falcons on this one. I think they play close enough games. I don't think they're going to win this one, but they do enough that I think they're going to be around this one and uh, get that, get that cover for me. And it's just cause I don't really like any of the other lines. I don't think the Washington football team can, Mm-mm. I think the bills will bounce back this week. Um, <clears throat> and you can't trust the jets. I can't do the Lions. And the only other one I was looking at was the 49ers, maybe. But I can't trust them either. So it's, it's, it's hard to bet against the Rams to not beat them by more than three or four. Or by more than four. Yeah. So I think the Falcons have the best chance out of those two. That was going to be my other one. I, I was I in between. I was in between those two. It's good, 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 good take, good take, good pick. All right, and with that, we are set. So to recap, Dustin has Seahawks plus three and a half versus the Packers. Arley has the Dolphins seven and a half versus the Ravens. Brooks has the Falcons eight and a half versus the Cowboys. And from a couple wheel spins, Brooks received two extra shots to yes. take at some point. So with that, that's our NFL <laughs> for this week. Um, all right. Well, appreciate you, Dustin, as always doing all the facts, doing all the research. Um, so we can go ahead and uh, touch base on the NBA. Uh, but Brooks, if you want to, you can just kind of take over and just, just kind of give your quick take and just kind of burn through the topics that we got for the week. You, you cool with that? Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. This is tailgate talks NBA. All right, Brooks, take it away, man. What's going on in the NBA? Well, I was going to go through some disappointing teams this week, but we're trying to get through this episode. Uh, So I just want to hit on the main story from the NBA this week, which was an altercation between Nikola Jokic and Markeith Morris in the Nuggets-Miami Heat game earlier this week. If you're not familiar with what happened, uh, we'll take you to the fourth quarter of a blowout. The Nuggets winning. Markeith Morris uh, cheap shots Nikola Jokic on a fast break at midcourt. Nikola Jokic proceeds to cheap shot Markeith Morris in the back uh, pretty pretty hard. Uh, a pretty shady move by both characters, but took a shot. Markeith Morris seemed to be Pretty shaken up after that. Miami Heat were all pissed. Jimmy Butler, uh, the whole Miami Heat team trying to meet the Nuggets in uh, outside after it. And then, you know, the Marcus Morris gets on Twitter, tweets at, you know, tweets something. And then the Jokic brothers get involved. 
uh, saying that they want to meet up with the the Morris brothers. So fight. we'll be waiting for you. But it was just a whole bizarre thing. Both cheap shots. My I thought the Jokic one was by far the worst. I thought uh, there there are bad fouls. Markeith Morris took a chance of getting one of those bad fouls. From what I've heard on the Heat side of it is is that it was a little bit of payback for a lot of cheap shots that they felt Bam was getting throughout the night. And so it was kind of a little bit of a payback for that. But ultimately what Jokic did, I, I don't see respectful really at all taking a shot like that, especially one with his back facing you and you just like put all of your energy and muscle into it and check them. I thought it was and pretty hit him in like the ribs, kidneys, like. Yeah. Obviously, whiplash, like, there's a lot. That's why he was – Morris was actually hurt from it. Yeah. Um, Arlie, any opinions on that altercation? Yeah, it, it was just the shot in the back thing that was just – that that was shitty. Like, I, it, it, it's good to kind of stick up for yourself. I, I, I don't kind of condone what happened to him. Either way, I don't care if you didn't like the calls. It's not really what you do. You know, this is a professional sport. But – uh, for 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 Jokic to to retaliate while he's walking away with his back turned, I I I didn't really approve of that. I thought it was kind of cheap. I'm kind of pissed that the NBA only gave Jokic a one game suspension. I think that's, yeah, that's pretty light. really weak. I think it should have yeah. been somewhere closer to three to five games. Yeah, just the brutality of it was was greater than so it should have been more than one one game in my opinion as well um but i did hear someone make a take on this and he was like the only thing between the difference if y'all remember last year in the playoffs patrick beverly shoved chris paul um he was like the only difference is i don't think patrick beverly would do that if chris paul is facing him if like markeith morris turned around i think Jokic would still go at him like yeah Jokic, <laughs> like Jokic. There's, there's videos that have come out Jokic has a history yeah. of being hot tempered and yeah. being i'm the big dude and i'm just gonna bully uh, yeah come at you because i'm a big guy but he is basically was saying Jokic wasn't doing that just because his back was turned. It was like his back was turned, but if he was facing him, Jokic still would have gone at him. Yeah. And that's kind of like his character. While Pat Bev, if Chris Paul was facing him, Pat Bev would have been a little bitch, gone back to his bench. But, um, you know, so, but yeah, that was probably the main story that was happening. Some teams that are struggling, I'll just throw them out there. That I was going to mention the Boston Celtics are struggling here at four and six. So far through the season, uh, the Eastern Conference Finals runners up last year, the Atlanta Hawks set four and eight so far this season with five straight losses and the fourth worst defense in the league. Trey Young shooting 33% from three this season uh, and averaging five free throws compared to eight from last season, which um, that role change is really impacting. And then the Pelicans at one and 10, no Zion Williamson, no Brandon Ingram, they're been terrible so far this year and of course we don't know zion's timetable to return but it seems like another lost season for the pelicans so far early on this year um, but those are kind of the disappointing teams so far in the nba there's not a whole lot really to talk about going on right now so we'll just get on through to this segment <laughs> nah cool yeah no it's it's not too too much to break down really right now really early on and we got to wait until a couple more trends start to form and people start breaking away. Warriors still surprising too, by the way. We're still killing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that and that's that's still gonna get if they get uh, Clay back, that's gonna be even more dangerous. Um, but that does wrap up 
our news segments, uh, NBA, NFL. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and kick this over to Shot Bets. So last week, uh, with Texas Tech having the bye week, we ended up taking two NFL games. On the first one, it was the Titans versus the Rams. Rams being a seven and a half point favorite. The Titans dominating without Derrick Henry, and uh, Rams getting uh, or, uh, or dominating the Rams, uh, getting the W for the for the Titans, giving all of us an unpredictable loss. Uh, I, I think we were all pretty confident in this Rams team and. Didn't pan out. Uh, the second shot bet that we had was the Monday night game with the Bears versus the Steelers. Uh, Steelers being a six-point favorite. And uh, Brooks's note here, accurate, uh, but he's also a known uh, referee officials hater. The officials dominated this game, giving the Steelers the win, but not giving them the cover. Me taking the victory. Brooks and Dustin taking the L. Um, and that's a fair point, honestly. That, they, that was... Goofy. God, it was awful. It was dumb. It was a dumb call and annoying, and and the little uh, and the little flag for the bump in thing. I was just like, uh, "Calm down, buddy." It, Man, that, it was that, ridiculous. There's a whole thing I was listening to earlier today where they're even like, "Yeah, that whole ref crew just got a like like a C grade." Like they're 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 uh, who was it? Cowherd was like, "Yeah, they're they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be officiating the Jaguars for the rest of the season." I was like, oh. No, they should. That was embarrassing. Oh. That was embarrassing. You can't have a look like that where it looks like your ref gave a penalty because he got bumped. Because he stuck his ass out. Bumped. And that really did cost them the game because yeah. Steelers go get a field goal there. And um, instead, the, they would have had to punt and the Bears would have had a chance to go down, score, take a bigger lead. Like mm-hmm. it affected a lot of things. So and, just and, and along refs with being that, refs. Uh... And no punishment will go down on him, really, other than have to officiate Jaguars. But <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be his punishment, though. I'm pretty sure for the rest of the season. No, and, and Fields was looking. Uh, he was looking good that game. He was looking actually like, yeah, was, like a little bit more comfortable. Bizarre game. It's twenty-one to six. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, we're going to get this cover, and then next thing you know, it's like twenty-four to twenty-one. Yeah. Like, how the hell did this happen? Um, so for, uh, this week's bets, uh, uh, we talked about it earlier in the club red portion, Iowa state, uh, at Texas tech, uh, the, uh, Iowa state being a 10 and a half point favorite. I took the Iowa state side of the bet Brooks and Dustin taking the Texas tech side, thinking that we will keep it within a 10 point range. Uh, the other bet that we had was, uh, with the Browns and the Patriots. It's a point and a half for the Patriots. I took the Browns side of the bet. And Dustin and Brooks taking the Patriots side of this bet at home. Uh, shot bet totals as of right now, I'm at 12. Brooks is uh, started off at two, but due to the uh, due to the wheel of death, uh, ended up with two more shots. So doubling shot shots. Wheel. Yeah, yeah, it's turned into a shot wheel. Uh, so he's at four. Dustin is down to one. I think he took one earlier live with uh, with a little bit of fireball cinnamon goodness. Uh, but anyways, anybody out there have any shop bets that debts to pay? Make sure you send those to us in any form or fashion. Even if you just put out a tweet saying "paid off my shop bets to tailgate talks." Uh, so that is going to wrap up our episode. Uh, I don't know if Dustin has any sort of final shot for the week. Uh, anything you got, Brooks? What, what do you got going on? 
for for final shot, final take. Any honorable mention? Man, I don't really have any. I don't really have anything for this week. Didn't you go Usually to like a, a nice wedding? Figure out something. Yeah, I went to a wedding. Um, I mean, I didn't have anything to do with the sports, but yeah. uh, we went to a wedding. Uh, on the way to the wedding, I mean, it was a crazy wedding. We went on on the way to the wedding. The uh, sister of the bride got in a car accident Ooh. about less than half a mile away from the wedding. Uh, with a pregnant lady and the uh, pregnant bridesmaid in the passenger seat. So that caused a little bit of a scene before the wedding, but luckily everybody was okay. Everything was okay. Wedding was fun. It was a, a very interesting venue. The venue is very nice, but it's very large and they are just cramming in events left yeah. and right at this place. So we're in the one area for the wedding reception and right outside in this fancy pond area there's a fashion show going on uh and then there's also a building that has like a sweet 16 party going on so all this is happening uh we have the between the wedding venue and the fashion show venue we have to share the bathroom and so you're just like all sorts of crazy people outfits and stuff coming in and out when they did their little intermission the bathroom lines were freaking so long it was so annoying uh, that that was going on out there, but ultimately, fun wedding, good you know, time, worth a worth a final weekend. shot. That was worth a final shot. That was a great story. I don't know. <laughs> you, bizarre. You'd be like you you walk you, out to go to the bathroom and some dude in like a fishnet shirt <laughs> pants was in the bathroom line with you. Like what the hell is this? Some dude like wearing an all white like tights and stuff like this you, and, uh, you, it was, you it was almost weird. uh you almost robbed our audience of that fantastic uh detail <laughs> you there. get in the fashion show oh good point no. you there had any your mingling? we saw the outfit brooks you were looking fly as fuck. you might have walked down that i stage. was wearing white too first the theme was white everybody was wearing white <laughs> at the thing so i could have fit in <laughs> if you did if you got if you got drunk enough and just started walking down the <laughs> runway just walked out there but like, <laughs> um oh that's good dustin uh any final take good good for the week no i'm good covered a lot um i think for me i i I don't have a ton Uh, i i've been so all my weekends i've been spending out out watching uh uh, my girlfriend's kids actually and playing their sports or whatever and uh her, her her daughter's softball team over the weekend, uh, and actually over the past two weekends, is twelve and zero, and so they they've been smoking everybody they they, they go up against. I think the total <laughs> run count was like ninety five to like ten runs that they've been just smoking everybody that they go up against. So uh, final shot goes out to Cam. Y'all are, y'all are crushing it out there, but uh, that is gonna be it for for me. Any other uh, any other takes or anything like that to talk about tonight, guys? Awesome. Well, um, everybody else out there listening, obviously, make sure you follow us on Spotify and iTunes. Give us the five-star rating. Drop a good review below if it is on iTunes. Uh, hit us up on social media, at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. But uh, if you are looking for us personally, you can find us on Twitter, Dustin. At, you can find him at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, find him at Callum B. Barrett. Me, at Blanca, where the L is a one. And as always, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions, email us. Uh, But that does wrap up our episode. And as always, guys, catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.